Welcome to the Transform Your Relationship Podcast, where we'll go beyond the typical relationship advice. I'm your host, Manisha Terry, somatic healing practitioner and mentor. Each week, I'll share personal insights, client success stories, and how my holistic trauma-informed approach can help you transform your relationship from the inside out. You'll learn ways to recognize and prioritize your needs, get to the root of what's upsetting you, and courageously ask for what you want so you can confidently co-create the relationship you desire. You'll also hear from guest experts who will be invited to share their unique approaches to transformation, and at the end of each episode, you'll receive one tangible practice you can implement right away to transform your relationship. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to another solo episode of the Transform Your Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Manisha. I'm happy to be here with you again today. Today's topic is one that is near and dear to my heart because there are so many layers to this and so much nuance, and it can be really, really individual for everybody. And while I certainly help others through this, it is also very much a work in progress for myself. And today's topic is around having hard conversations. And it's not super fun. I'm just going to put it out there. It's um, something that definitely takes a little bit of time and effort and practice to get better and better at. Um, And also to have a little bit more ease around. And I have to say that it's never particularly comfortable, but I think that working with and really finding our own way of becoming comfortable with what is uncomfortable is really what can get you through this and to the other side. Most people are not born with this skill. In fact, it goes against the sense of harmony and belonging that actually helps us to feel safe in relationships and in the world. So it is definitely real work to get to a place where you can also feel safe in disagreeing or even having conflict with a significant person in your life. Personally, what I've experienced and definitely what I see for clients is that The number one key to shifting this was learning how to get comfortable essentially with massive amounts of discomfort. And like I said at the beginning, I know that this does not sound like fun in any way, shape, or form, but I do hope that you will hear me out, especially if this topic is resonating for you. Before we get further into it, I'd love for you to join me on a little bit of an experiential journey. If you're not driving or otherwise occupied, take a moment to recall a difficult or hard conversation that you had with somebody significant in your life. It could be recent. It could be way in the past. Whatever comes to your mind is perfect. So as you bring this memory back to your awareness, you might recall who you were with and where you were maybe how you felt leading up to it, if you're the one who brought it up, or if you were more on the receiving end. What did you notice in terms of how you felt during? Maybe what thoughts went through your mind, what was going on in your body? And then how did you feel after? 
take a moment to to sit with this. And if you are a person who likes to journal, and if you're in a position to do so, you might even take a few moments to do that. So whatever feels good. And kind of hold that in the back of your mind as we move through the rest of this conversation, because there may be other things that will pop up or that you'll have insights around if you have something in your mind that you're working with. And if nothing really comes to mind, that's just something to think about as well. I mean, it's pretty rare that we can go throughout our lives completely avoiding conflict or difficult conversations. But if you're somebody who really errs on the side of not going there, then that's something to be curious about as well. So let me give you some examples of, you know, what this might look like in the context of a relationship. It could be pretty benign or on the, you know, the less consequential side, like Maybe you're always the one who picks up the kids after school from activities, or you're in charge of making all the family travel plans, even though you're tired and have a lot going on as well. But you do it because you don't want to ask your partner or some other family member to help or share the load, right? That might bring up a little bit of discomfort, asking for help. And in your mind, it might just feel like it's easier to to take on on your own, right? It could kind of go up the range to say something at work where you're not really talking to somebody about their work on a particular project. Maybe it's not going well. Maybe there's some conflict there. And if you're in charge of the project and you end up losing out on a promotion or you have some other consequence because what you were overseeing didn't go super well and perhaps talking to the person who is contributing or not contributing and having that conversation could have shifted that for you. And then if we take it back into the relationship realm, so many people end up staying in relationships like far beyond when they know that it's just not healthy for them anymore. And it's because it was so difficult or it's been so difficult to bring up one or probably a series of really hard conversations to share how you're feeling, to hear how the other person might be feeling. There can be a lot of fear that can come up around doing this. So sometimes the consequences you know, sit more on the side of, okay, this is inconvenient. Yes, I'm doing a little bit more of the work, but it really doesn't move you towards having the conversation because it's something that you can tolerate and It doesn't impact your life in a super significant way, but other times when you might not be having these types of conversations, it can really lead your life down a totally different path. So if this is the case, you know, especially if we're in that second camp where some of our avoidance and having these conversations is really leading our our life down a different path, one that we're not very happy that it's going in. Why do we do this? So there's so many reasons why this might happen. Lots of them are, of course, personal to somebody's history and life experiences, how they grew up, what their belief systems were, what they were taught, all of these things. However, the common denominator is usually that there's some sort of fear that's underlying this you know, avoidance and bringing up something that can feel like a conflict or just feels uncomfortable or difficult. So you might be afraid of hurting somebody's feelings. You might not want someone to be upset with you. 
The idea of not being liked is really challenging to your sense of self, or you might feel like you might be rejected. So all of these are really valid, right? Belongings is survival need. So when we look at it from that perspective, of course, if we do or say something where we feel like a relationship will be disrupted, it might change, it might even go away, that can bring up real fears, right? And those fears can feel very visceral, like a knot in our stomach, closing of our throat, just like everything shutting down because it feels so scary to possibly like lose a relationship that's important to you. If that's the case for you, just recognize that there's a reason why you might not be bringing up the hard stuff. It's not because you just don't want to or because you're lazy or, you know, whatever it is. Sometimes like we get into our heads and we speak negatively to ourselves. But just remember, like when you are avoiding something, there's usually something underneath it that feels like very scary to your safety or to your sense of survival. And so we want to treat it with care. I recall I was working with a client a couple of years ago and she had a super high paced job. It was pretty intense. She had a lot of demands on her. She excelled in it, but she was also feeling pretty burnt out at the same time. And she had no idea how much of her energy was really tangled up in, you know, making sure she was available and responsive and really had a hard time saying no to any work demands. At the same time, at this particular time, her partner was trying to make some holiday travel plans for both of them, and he asked about her potentially leaving a little bit earlier than they had planned. So she was stuck in this place, or she felt like she was stuck in this place where she really wanted to give him the answer that she thought he wanted of, yes, of course, I can leave early. But she also felt very conflicted because she needed to check with work. And that also felt really difficult because she felt like maybe she would be disappointing them if she wasn't always available. And so she procrastinated and delayed in trying to figure out the work situation. And in the meantime, her partner was just looking for an answer, like a yes, no, or when can we go? And in fact, whatever answer he gave would have been okay. But because she also didn't want to disappoint him, she was not saying anything to him, but also not addressing what she needed to address at work. And so you could see how this could become pretty problematic over time. Without getting too far into it, uh, one of the things that we recognized and she worked through in terms of the fear in her body was that this fear of disappointing people is really coming from some unresolved issues that she had had early on in her life experience. And so as we worked through some of those, it became so much easier for her to have the conversations at work that she needed to because she wasn't carrying that past load into her current life anymore. And I think you can probably start to see when we do carry those past experiences forward, we really start to contort to maybe people pleasing or what other or what other people want of us. And it can really dilute our relationships over time, right? Because we're not really bringing who we fully are or what we really think to the other person or to, you know, multiple people, whatever the context of this relationship is. So you're not really able to fully show up as yourself. And you 
have an opportunity, you know, as you move toward some of these slightly more um, uncomfortable scenarios or conversations to reveal more of yourself, but then also hopefully for other people to reveal more of themselves, which can really strengthen and deepen a relationship over time. I've seen some of this avoidance or hesitation and sharing or bringing up tough conversations a lot in early dating relationships as well. Now, I'm sure you can imagine, you know, whether you are in that stage or maybe you've been partnered for a really long time in the beginning, sometimes you just want to be seen as flexible. You like somebody, you want to, you want them to like you back. And so you don't want to make a lot of quote unquote demands and you end up not really asking for a lot of things or not bringing up things that might be a little bit awkward or uncomfortable. And now I'm not suggesting that you lead with all the hard conversations or bring that to the table to start with, but it is just an invitation to notice that when you're presented with something that you really don't agree with or you're that you're not quite aligned with, like do you feel like you can say something? Do you hesitate? Or do you say how you're really feeling, even if that means that the relationship doesn't move forward in the way that perhaps you're hoping? And this will look different for different people, which is why it's helpful to just understand our own history and what beliefs we picked up or what needs that maybe went unmet because everybody's human here and that is normal. It happens. We all have unmet needs to some degree. But if we're not aware of them or we don't realize that we're trying to get them met in a current relationship, especially one with somebody we're just meeting or just getting to know because we want to feel accepted or we want to feel that sense of belonging, that's just going to lead to creating a lot of other issues. So there's a lot of dynamics that we're working with here. There's a lot of edges or uncomfortable edges that we're working with here. And as I mentioned at the beginning, the key really for me personally and and what I see with clients is working these edges is really so much about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and also becoming okay with that outcome that you fear. So let me say a little bit more about that. I can share a little bit more about that just from my own personal experience as I continue to work these edges, because again, always a work in progress. One of the issues that I have noticed comes up for me is that when I'm avoiding saying something that I think might be upsetting to somebody or might disappoint somebody, the underlying need for me is wanting to be a quote unquote nice person or be seen as a good person. And so somewhere in my mind, I have equated if I tell somebody how I really feel about something, or if I tell them that something they've done or said has upset me, then the fear that I have continued to work with is that someone will see me as a person who's not quote unquote nice or not a good person. In what I've described, if I am super, super attached to being a quote unquote nice or good person, then that would mean that I would never say or do anything that could potentially disappoint or upset somebody else. And that can be pretty problematic over time because if there are things that I generally don't agree with or something is really upsetting me, 
then I'm not going to say anything because my allegiance is to this identity of myself of being a good person. So in order to move through this and be able to really speak up and say what I think and say what I feel, I have had to untangle these two things of saying what I feel, potentially upsetting somebody, equating with me not being a good person. If you asked somebody this objectively and said, hey, if someone didn't agree with you, would you think they're a bad person? Probably the majority of people would say no. Now, there are some people that would say yes, right? They would say yes, if they don't agree with you, they're not a good person. So this is actually the work of whatever your particular fear is. Like this is my, one of my issues is being okay with somebody else thinking you're not a good person and getting through that and feeling comfortable with that bit of discomfort of somebody thinking this about me. And as I was able to get over that, it didn't have a hold on me anymore, right? But that's the sneaky thing about our brains wanting to keep us safe. If I continue to couple those things together, it would never say what I was really thinking because I would be afraid of this other thing. And so if I don't challenge that fear, then I'm also showing up in relationships really as a shell of myself and, and not really expressing what I think or what I feel or what I sense. You may resonate with this particular core belief or fear or issue or whatever it is you want to call it, or it might be completely, completely different for you, right? So the thing is, we can make all kinds of fears up in our minds and Sometimes we are accurate, you know, we've correctly identified what our issue is, and other times we're kind of grasping for something, trying to figure out, well, why am I feeling this way? And so we have to find something and want to assign some sort of meaning to it, which is why when we do this work of getting comfortable with what is uncomfortable and we do it through our bodies, through a more holistic approach, through a somatic approach, then we're bypassing our mind. Like, sure, we might have some ideas and, you know, it's not that we have to ignore them because some of them might be really helpful and accurate, but we can just say, hey, okay, I've got these ideas. I'm just going to put them over to the side for a little bit and, you know, not get rid of them, just put them over to the side. And now I'm going to learn how to tune into my body. And once you learn that practice, right? You have access to so much more wisdom because our bodies, our bodies hold memories that we cannot access with our minds because it is a subconscious. And so when we learn to get quiet and a little more still and drop in and tune in, we just have access to so much more information. And even when I say the word information, you know, it implies like, okay, now I have to know exactly what the situation is or what the fear is. But the cool thing is the deeper and deeper you get into somatic work or working with your body, you start to realize that sure, some things will come up, memories will come up, you know, you might be able to put together your um, realizations or insights together in a different way because something will come up that you thought, my gosh, I never thought about that or I don't even remember that happening. And so certainly our minds can start to make sense of some of these things. But the really cool thing is, is you can also work with the discomfort and the sensations of 
the knot in the stomach or the th- your throat closing or some other sensation in your body and really work with it physiologically. So you don't have to figure out exactly what the why is in order to move past it. I can't even at this point count the number of times that I personally have been guided through a somatic practice and have gone from a state of feeling confused or feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or even angry to feeling so much calmer, much more grounded and really clear on what needs to be said, what doesn't need to be said, and how I can take the next right step in a particular situation. At the end of the day, the irony is that getting comfortable with a feeling of conflict or getting comfortable with discomfort is actually what can lead to much more harmony in your relationships. So for your homework today, in the beginning, I asked you to think about a situation where you had had a difficult conversation and I asked you a few questions about what your experience was. So for your homework that's a little bit more body-based, you might take that same memory and set a timer for three minutes. It doesn't have to be long. And practice sitting with that sense of discomfort for a few minutes and start to see how it shifts. And if you're comfortable with that, you can you know, slightly raise the amount of the timer each time you play around with this. And of course, exploring this on your own is not for everybody. It can definitely kick up a lot of stuff from our past. Also, your mind will want to get in the way and make up a lot of stories. So working with somebody who can guide you and help you to get comfortable tuning inwards and work through these fears will 100% streamline and expedite this process for you. So if you do have a situation that you've been stuck in for a while, you can learn more about and schedule a single emotional clarity session where I use a somatic approach to help you process through some of the discomfort, come to a place of feeling more grounded, more clear, and to a place where you can feel confident taking some next steps in your particular situation. So all of those details are in the show notes. If you have questions about that, you can always reach out to me via DM or email. And if you have any thoughts or reflections on today's episode, you're always welcome to message me. I hope this was helpful and I look forward to being with you the next time. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Transform Your Relationship podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people find us so they can transform their relationships too. As a thank you, every month, we'll pick one winner to receive a free 45-minute one-on-one somatic coaching session with me to explore and gain clarity around a relationship challenge. And if you know somebody who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach more highly sensitive women who want to experience richer, more connected relationships.